Alright, well, we're recording. Wait. One, two, three. <laughs> what was the clap for? You just felt like clapping? That's actually how you make sure that it's synced up. Oh, okay, wait. Do I get to clap too? Sure. Wait, clap. It's episode eight. Two months. I mean, it's not two full months. Is it two full months? Well, if you go by the rule of four weeks to a month, it is. I mean, yeah, I guess in that case it is two months. Um, let's see. Um, it's spooky week. It's finally Halloween week. Eh. What do you mean, eh? I don't like the spookies. Why don't you like the spookies? I like the candies. But, okay, you can't just like the candy. You have to like everything. It's, it's I kind like of a... the treat, not the trick. Okay, but it's kind of like a package deal. It doesn't, you don't get to pick one or the other. I refuse. All right, well, I mean, sometimes it'd be like that. Um, Well, I mean, Halloween is kind of like bittersweet, though, because it's partially like, oh, yay, Halloween is here. But then it's also like, oh, no, Christmas is here because like, fuck Thanksgiving as far as corporate America is concerned. I like Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is food. No, I love the food. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that corporate America doesn't love Thanksgiving the way I love Thanksgiving. That's because corporate America doesn't like fat people. I mean, they should. We food connoisseurs. Or was I? It's almost Thanksgiving. Yes, it's almost Thanksgiving. And it's that basically really, like I said, it just means that it's almost Christmas. That's really all that means. Well, then it's New Year's. And it's a new year. Mm. I mean... Yeah, I guess you're right. But for now, it's spoopy times. I mean, yes, it's spoopy times, which is also really exciting. Um, We have our Halloween episode, which is pretty much ready. No, it's not pretty much ready. It's right now. It's right now. I'm tired. It's pretty much ready. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm very tired. It's so past my bedtime. It's not even funny. It's past the time this episode was supposed to be out. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. Sorry, we just came back from Missouri. Missouri, you mean? Missouri. Missouri. Oh my God. Misery. Oh my God. Every single person that listens to us in Missouri just stopped listening. Yeah, we just came back from um, Missouri and Silver Dollar City. So we just did a 15 hour straight shot drive. It was fucking horrible. We are both very, very tired. 10 out of 10. Don't recommend. Don't do it. Don't ever do it. Don't even think about doing it. Except we're going to do it again. I know. Um, oh, well, more importantly, while I'm thinking about it, we have the giveaways coming up this week. The post is live. I'm saying that it is live because it will be live by the time you guys are hearing this. But the post is live, so you can go ahead and like it. Uh, and remember, every time you tag your friend, it's an extra entry into the Halloween giveaway. Um, obviously, there will be candy. There's a bunch of Halloween-themed things. Uh, there's just a bunch of really good stuff in there. I'm going to try not to give away all the surprises, but... Um, the post will be live um, by the time you guys are hearing this. So every like is an entry and you just have to make sure you're um, following us and that you also like the posts and um, you left a review on either iTunes or Stitcher. Someone, it did get brought up. Someone did ask us like, oh, can I do a review on Stitcher? Like if I don't have access to iTunes and I didn't know that was an option in life. Yeah, you can do a review on Stitcher. Um, some countries don't have iTunes. So, um, for a lot of our international listeners, that means that your priority number one is going to be Stitcher. 
So feel free to go ahead and put your review on Stitcher um, and then just go ahead and DM, DM it to us. Uh, if it gets too hectic, we'll definitely go ahead and be like, hey guys, here's what's going on. But for right now, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. So it's our Halloween special. Which means we're going to read listener stories. Yeah, we have six. Uh, or so, yeah. Six. Okay, so we have six total listener stories. And um, they're all from you guys. A few, I think, are international, if I remember correctly. I tried not to. I like... have an international one up here from Australia, and I'm really excited to read it. Did you take mine? It's mine now, if I did. <laughs> you just took mine. No. All right, well, I guess you're going first, then you screwed it up. I always go first. Look what you've done. You can still go first. I just want to say the Australian one. Look what you've done. I just want to talk about the Australian one. Look what you... Just pick a different one. There's some good ones in there. I am. I'm to- Yeah, no, I'm totally kidding. Um... <laughs> Trying to make me the bad guy. It's because you, you, you messed up. You did it. No. I didn't mess nothing up. You did it, not me. No. Anyway. Um... So, I have one from Chris Hayes, and it starts out with, In the fall of 98, I was 15 years old and being a lazy teenager. Sounds about right. Me too, Chris. Oh, wait. I'm not a teenager anymore. Doesn't change anything. Nope. Nothing's changed. Me and a friend were hanging out at the Observation Tower at the Palmetto Islands in County Park. Hmm. I can read. (laughs) Me and my friends were hanging out at the observation tower at the Palmetto Islands County Park in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. It was a paid park that we had annual passes to. Ooh, Chris is legit. He has annual passes. We were always around this park after school and weekends, school breaks, and any time we needed to kill some time unsupervised as kids in the 90s did, which, by the way, is literally how every kid in America got adopted, adopted, oh my god, abducted pre-1995 because kids just roamed around willy-nilly. They are like Sandlot-style 12 years old running around in the streets because why not? People were very trusting. For why? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Anyway, um, this particular day had an unusually cold wind. So instead of going inside somewhere, we were sitting in the tube slide of the tower telling jokes and hypothetical comic what ifs. (laughs) We birth, birth, oh my God. We both heard a younger child laugh. I looked up at the top of the slide and there was a small boy, six to eight years old, wearing a light khaki jacket and a pair of jeans. He was a typical little white boy comb over brown hair just plain Mm. what comb over (laughs) you're too young for that what's wrong with a comb over it's it's not the look man i mean at six and eight years old you know he can rock comb okay sure (laughs) um however when he reached the bottom of the slide pause We went down the slide so he could play and we would mosey on to our next hangout spot. However, when we reached the bottom of the slide, there were no parents, no other children, no little boy in the light colored khaki jacket. We searched the tower and found no other people in the area, took our bikes to the parking lot, no cars. We went to the front gate where the attendant said we were the only kids dumb enough to be out in this wind and no one else had been in the park that afternoon. 
I can still hear that little boy's laugh and see him perfectly in my mind. We never found out what happened, never found stories about any disappearances, foul play, or any other stories about missing children in that area. This park is across the march marsh from Boone Hall Plantation, so there may be a long story of the site, but I've never looked into that aspect of it. And to this day, we never know what happened. No. I don't like that because that was a full-bodied apparition. That they saw and just thought it was like, whatever. That That is when it's real weird and real freaky because I, like most of the stories you ever hear, just like, oh, I heard a disembodied voice. So, oh, I saw an, a shadowy figure. But when you see a full-on person, mm-mm. No? No. No? Take it away. Okay. Well, I guess you can take it away because it's your turn to read. I can't take it away. So we have a story here from Ashley. I think it's Ashley. She spells it with an L-E-I-J-G-H. Yeah, it's Ashley. Ashley from Australia. All right, so here's what she wrote. My grandparents live in a pretty old house in the Blue Mountains, Sydney. Um, My grandmother's mother had a habit of collecting super old jewelry and photographs because that always leads to great things. Not necessarily of the family either, just of random people pause she's just collecting shit from random people apparently okay this is how the debuki box started but whatever there were quite a lot of post-mortem photographs oh my god what (laughs) which i remember being completely fascinated with still am and there was this really old rusted and beaten up locket that had a picture of a baby and then two adults with um four children i love these things i would sit in the garage for hours and look through everything that's more than a little creepy. Mm. The first time I stayed with my grandparents after all her things arrived, I was tucked into bed by my grandmother and then went to sleep. In the middle of the night, I woke up and heard running in the hallway, just running backwards and forwards. You know how when you're on the first floor of a house and there are kids or something running around on the second? It sounded exactly like that. It continued all night. I couldn't sleep. I complained to my grandparents and one of my uncles who at the time was living there and they never heard anything that night it repeated except along with the running there was a tapping noise which was pretty distinct to me because it was a sound um the it was a sound that metal doorknobs made when you went to grab them to open the door that's a very distinct sound that is a very distinct sound and and sound sound it's a very distinct sound and now i'm physically uncomfortable all right um There are eight door handles on that floor. So the entire night, it would just sound like walk, walk, tap, walk, walk, tap, tap. Mm -mm. The noises even started happening up and down the staircase and on the first floor. That's a hell no. It is spreading. That's no. That's a hell no. The house is pretty old, so you can hear where everyone is at all times. That pattern repeated for maybe a year. A year? A year? Yeah, that's a really long time period. That was a big gap. I wasn't just... It wasn't like a week. It was a year. How did we just suddenly... Time skip. We just SpongeBob time jumped it one year Year later. later. What the fuck? Only I was hearing it, and then one of my cousins of a similar age told me that when he was staying over, he wasn't able to sleep because something kept jumping on the bed and playing with my dollhouse. No. So she apparently had a scaled-down replica of the house her grandparents live in with a bunch of dolls for the family and furniture 
and all that sort of stuff. Okay. <laughs> I started to experience the same thing the next time I stayed over at the house. I would sit in bed and watch the front of the d- watch the front of the dollhouse open, which was pretty hard to open because it had a strong magnetic catch for both sides. The dolls would move around and so would the furniture, like the kitchen table chairs, and the internal doors would open and close. You got somebody who likes to play doll. Ask them to play house with you. (laughs) No, I'm good. (laughs) A few other things that would happen was the doors on the top floor would open and close randomly, Mm -mm. even during the day when everyone was downstairs. At night, my door would open and close all the time. I have an old cupboard which the doors would also open and close in, and there would be thumping coming from the inside. No. Books would get pulled off of the bookshelf in my room, and the pages would turn and open like someone was reading it. When my grandmother sold all of the stuff, eventually, um, because my parents hated the fact that I was obsessed with it, I don't know if it was just my overactive child mind or if something genuinely did happen, but it always stuck with me. They still don't believe me or my cousin when we tell them what happened. I don't necessarily know if it was ghost or, again, just my mind. They lived in that house for probably 40 years and raised five boys in there, and none of them had told me about anything weird happening when they were kids, despite how many times I ask. Okay. She says, hopefully hopefully this was helpful for us. Ashley, there were two of you, and that happened for over a year. Yeah, literally. I'll burn your house down. Call a priest. Get the demon hunters. Your house is haunted as fuck. And burn it down. I'm just surprised that nobody else experienced anything. Or at least say they haven't. Well, I mean, a lot of times with stuff like that, like, things will happen to kids, but not necessarily. Like, but they, like, raised children there. Not just the grandchildren. I mean, yes. But also, like, yes. Is this Rancher Blue Cheese? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was Ashley's story. Yay. Okay, so next we have a story from Catherine. Uh, this is from Seaside, California. She said, Hi guys, my name's Catherine. When I was five years old, I lived in an apartment with my dad and stepmom in Seaside, California. Post cult. I didn't know there was a cult there, so I got to learn about that. I didn't either. I got to look into that myself. She said, um, one night I was up, I was in my upstairs. Wait a minute. Pause. What if she means that this was after they were in a cult? Catherine, I need some clarifications. I have questions. I have questions. Yeah. What if it was after her parents were in a cult? Anyway, um, one night I was in my upstairs bedroom looking out my window at the roof of the adjacent building maybe about 20 feet away when i saw no joke a full-sized ghost amazon woman with a silently roaring ghost tiger she had tethered to thick ghost chains yes i said ghost chains i didn't i i didn't write this she did this is this is Catherine. i have more questions Catherine. I, yeah i have more questions as well Catherine. um there they were both 3d but see-through like wonder woman's jet oh that that's deep that's okay and the woman was wearing a loincloth bra and boots and holding the ghost tiger's chains with both hands to 
as sort of holding him back. And she was looking dead at me. I remember literally rubbing my eyes and looking away, <laughs> crouching under the windowsill for a few seconds, and then peeking out again to see if my mind was playing tricks on me. But no such luck. She was still there staring at me. And the weird part is, I wasn't that scared. I knew she wouldn't hurt me for whatever reason. And at that moment, my stepmother yelled up to me, to say that dinner was ready and for a second I thought about telling my parents to come and see the ghost but decided they would think I was crazy so I kept my trap shut so that's a sound decision you know? I mean after the last one they had two people no one believed them so when I went back up to my bedroom they were gone and I never saw them again I've replayed that moment in my head for 40 years now and I'm still not sure still as sure today as i was then of what i saw there was no way it was a projection or a prank cheers Catherine. i just think it's really funny that her description or like her comparison was wonder woman because wonder woman was amazonian oh yeah i guess she was i never even thought about that wonder woman came to you with a ghost tiger i mean basically yes I, you know, who am I to say otherwise? <laughs> All right. Well, it's your turn. All right. So I have here Mr. Scott. Um, and Scott says, hey, saw your post on Facebook. I'm the producer and co-host of a pop culture comedy podcast, Swish Edition. I guess we'll have to check that out. We started the show in Washington, D.C. in 2010. D.C. represent... But we moved it and us to Las Vegas in 2018. When I lived in D.C., I lived in a 130-year-old brownstone on Q Street. Oh, (laughs) about eight blocks north of the White House. I do know where that is. I was going to say, do you know where Q Street is? I do know where Q Street is. There's a lot of, like, old buildings. Why is everything alphabetized? It you would think it is but we also have numbers and the numbers don't make sense either it's it's yeah um it was a huge old place with four floors and a lot of original wood floors molding fireplaces and such about a month or so after we moved in i was home alone in my bedroom reading and a tall man in a brown three-piece suit walked into my room no he looked at me then left no i don't know where I got the guts, but I immediately said out loud, I hope it's okay. We're living here. You can stay if you want to. First and foremost, first and foremost, um, whether or not it's okay that you live there is irrelevant because that should have been your sign to move. If I see you and your full three-piece suit, I'm calling U-Haul, Xfinity, Verizon, whatever I got to do to move all of my current services to a new address. And that new address might have a new zip code as well. But I'm just saying, there's a sooner point in time where you come to realize, hey, maybe it's time that I go ahead and, you know, pack my shit up and leave. Or pack my shit up, burn the house down, and claim the insurance check. I don't know if he owned the place, though. He might have just been renting. I mean, Q Street's historic as fuck, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think he could really burn it down. Okay, Chicago fire style. Burn the whole block. No. Okay, why not? One good reason. The whole fucking thing's haunted process of elimination he didn't do anything yet he was just in a three-piece no i don't care he, no he just came in said hi left no. he didn't even if say I hi see he just you, left no 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 and no if i see you and your entire three-piece suit it's a fucking wrap i'm burning you and the city down whatever it is that you're attached to guess what ashes to ashes dust to dust 
No. Yes. Anyway, continue his story. Right. Of course, I was completely unnerved for months. My partner didn't actually believe my story until Christmas morning when we were hosting my entire family, including my then one-year-old nephew, Henry. Hi, okay, Henry. pause. Mm-mm. You've now exposed a child to the susceptible nature of your haunted as fuck house. I'm judging you. Continue. We were all sitting on the floor in the TV room opening presents, and Henry stopped playing with his toys and started staring at something in the hall. Listen, the baby's telling you. He's showing you where the matches are. I don't think that's where the matches are. Yes, it is. I looked. Nothing was there. But he kept looking and seemed to follow whatever it was he was looking at around the room. It freaked everyone out because, of course, I had told everyone the story. There were lots of unexplained things after that. Doors closing on their own, gas fireplaces turning off, etc. But I never saw the man again. Perhaps he was okay with me telling him it was okay if he stayed. I guess it's not much of a story, but it's mine. It's a great story, Scott. I mean, that's a solid story. Alright, well, I guess that means we only have one story left. Oh no. Might have miscounted. It was five, not six. It was five, not six. Well, Timmy, you had one job and it was to count the stories. I counted. I'm sorry. I didn't notice. That's okay. Well, we only have one last story and that's from Devlin. Um, Devlin sent in and he says, uh, all right, quick and short one for you guys. When I was young and stupid, I was trying to impress a lovely and spooky lady. Well, she sounds like a real gem already. Um, by playing Ouija board in a cemetery. Devin, Devlin, Devlin, sweetie, honey. There's a lot of things wrong with that first sentence. There's a lot of things wrong, period. So... First and foremost, <laughs> don't thought, touch a Ouija board. I can't say it. I can't even get involved with that because I've used the Ouija board before. What's wrong with you? It, okay, so listen. So, okay, I'll get into this. Okay, let me finish Devin, Devlin's and then I will finish. I will explain that situation. Um, but also don't touch a Ouija board in a cemetery. What is wrong with you? That is like core basics of, okay, anyway, I'm not even gonna, nope, nope, I'm not gonna, Okay. While communicating with the spirits, we released a demonic force. It threatened to inhabit our souls. Sir. (laughs) Sir. In a forceful... Sir. I I can't get past... It threatened to inhabit our souls. I can't get past it. Making great decisions there. All All for a girl. I need to know if you and this girl are actually at least married. Did you at least date or go on a date? No, marriage. Any marriage. If I'm going to get threatened by a demon to inhabit my soul like Annabelle, first of all, I am not just some doll for you to use like a horcrux. This is not your time to shine. How are you? You you need to be married to this woman, Devlin. I'm just saying. It's, no other options. There's no other option. Marriage or death. <laughs> marriage or nothing else at all. Marriage or you better be a priest. Um, <laughs> priest? <laughs> Then, so it threatened to inhabit their souls, and then um, it was actually speaking through the board, um, and it was somehow forceful in its time of speaking through the board. So then, after they folded the board back up and raced back to the car, so they got the fuck out of Dodge, good for you, Devlin, um, they noticed a dribble of mist on the windshield, and it turned into the mark of a claw dragging its way down the front of our view as we hastily started the vehicle and got the hell out of there. First of all, did you close the gate? (laughs) That was my first question. 
Um, so things that I should know about Ouija boards that I know, there are certain things you can't spell. There are certain names you're not allowed to don't let the Ouija board do certain things. Don't let it circle the board three times, but first and foremost, always be polite to the board. Don't ever throw the board. Don't cuss at the board. Don't kick the board, spit at the board. It doesn't matter if your board is made out of like recycled cardboard from your dorm room, AKA that's how we made our Ouija board my freshman year. Um, I'm judging you guys. Or no, it was sophomore year. It was, okay, first off, it was Sam's fault. I used to only observe. I used to be like, I'm never touching one of these. But it's actually more dangerous to be, like, just an observer than to be one of the people, like, taking part. So it was even worse. I don't know. I don't know. It was really bad. Like, Daggett got involved. Don't you ever bring one of those around me. I haven't touched one in years. I'm not crazy. But, like, it was, like, me, Brittany, Sam, Yasmin, and Daggett. Like, that's, that's how long ago this was. Um, for point of reference, because apparently this is going to be story time from Sierra since we're out of stories now. Um, yes. For point of reference, Daggett is this kid from my high school that I used to really like. And if he didn't know that, well, Cat's out of the bag now and he's stupid. But um, point of reference, like my sophomore year, we had like these like sweet style dorms. So we would all hang out in Sam's dorm all the time. We were playing The Evil Within, like The Evil Within had just come out. Resident Evil 6 had just come out. Is this where you guys got the idea? No. No. It was just like we were really into like spooky shit. We all have been, like always have been. Um, the Me, Brittany, and Sam, the second we came to University Park, the first thing we did was we joined Paranormal State. So um, I feel like I'm all over the place, and I swear I'll finish all of my sentences. Um for those of you who don't know, Paranormal State is a show on sci-fi, or I should know what show, what channel it's on, but I don't off the top of my head because I wasn't planning on babbling about this. Um, but it's a show on sci-fi. It was originally um, Paranormal State. It was just like a group of Penn Staters who went and did paranormal investigations. And now the club still goes. I'm pretty sure the show's like Dunsville. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. If someone knows otherwise, please tell me. Um, but the club itself at Penn State still exists. So they go and do investigations. And Penn State is just fucking haunted as hell to begin with. So, I mean. That's because it's old. It's old as shit. And also three people are buried on our campus. And it's not just like buried. Their caskets are fully above ground and on our campus. Yes. Because hey because they were rich enough to do that well one of them's atherton which if you're not a penn stater um he's also rich but he was rich but literally we have atherton hall atherton street which by the way is the worst to drive on because construction a thirton a thirton yeah as the gps pronounces it but anyway i'm all over the place okay so it's me Daggett, Brittany, and Yasmin, and we're in um, Brittany and Sam's room because they had a supplemental. And for anyone that didn't do college or get stuck in supplemental or know someone in supplemental, it's just it's a, a time. Yeah, it's a big ass dorm room. But the two of them were the only two left, so we just had all this space. So March Madness That's was in me. there. Yeah, yeah, that was you. Um, March Madness was in there. Everything we always did everything in there. Um, we studied for finals in there. We was in there. All of it. Um, and, um, it was right after I started dating the Demogorgon, ironically, this is, yeah, my, my ex, we refer to her as the Demogorgon. Her name will never be spoken on this show. It's like she who must not be named. Yeah. I was literally about to say that. Yeah. 
but um, all of my friends very affectionately call her the Demogorgon, and I um, very happily oblige. <laughs> it's not affectionate at all, by the way. It's not affectionate. I mean, it's I said all of my friends. I didn't say anything about my current partner. No, they don't say it affectionately either. Okay, yeah, you're right. None, none of them say it affectionately. No. <laughs> not even a little bit. No, That's they didn't it. like her. Shelby started it. No, I think Steph liked her. But, I mean, Steph has known her since high school. Nobody else liked her. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I digress. But, so, it was right after I'd started dating um, my last girlfriend, my ex. And so, it's all I'm, like, telling Brittany. I was like, oh, you guys should get together. You guys should get together. So, I tried to, like, set them up. And so, this is all this is all important to the story. So, this is this is... <laughs> So what I ended up saying was like, okay, well, how about I'll get him to stay and hang out with us by saying like, he should do the Ouija board with us. And like, once he touches the board, he has to stay type bullshit. And so that was how I got him to hang out with us because he lived off campus and the rest of us lived on campus. Ma'am. And so I was the only connecting point because we went to high school together (laughs) Ma'am. Did Brittany even like him? Yeah, as far as I know. I mean, for like a short period in time. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. Yes. No, 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 no. It was like a, like a, an understanding type situation. Not like an understanding. That makes it sound horrible. But yes, no, it was a agreed upon setup. And okay. so me being the mutual connector, um, you're welcome, Cynthia Natal. Um, <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> me, being, me being the mutual connector, I was like, okay, well, I'll hang out. And like, I was like, I'll watch and then i found out watching was worse than actually doing it and so we used a shot glass a plastic shot glass as our planchette because we didn't have a planchette because well okay so here's the thing um ouija boards don't work if you buy them for yourself you have to either make them or someone has to gift them to you otherwise they will not work it's just a thing it's one of the rules so we got an old recycled piece of cardboard for moving and a plastic shot glass and used that as our planchette and then talked to supposed spirits of Altoona, of Penn State Altoona and talked to a girl who, um, who drowned in the pool. So anyone who doesn't know Penn State Altoona history, it used to be a water park before it was a college campus and... Um, Part of the reason it got shut down was actually because a girl drowned. Um, and we believe, I don't know how true it was, but we do believe we actually talked to the little girl who drowned there. That was Are a really, you allowed to tell me what she said? I don't remember. Aww. It was years ago. It was literally 2014. It was like five years ago. That's years ago. Yes, that's more than one year. Okay, but most people wouldn't remember if they talked to like the spirit of a dead person. I do remember supposedly um, John's uncle, which, wow, I should say is, I just gave his whole name. Um, We all call him Daggett. Daggett's uncle (laughs) came through on the board. It was his uncle or his grandfather. I don't remember, but he did lose one of them, like, right before we started college, so. Okay. Supposedly, one of them came through on the board, too. But I have my own indifferent opinions about Ouija boards to begin with. Um, Not that I think they're shit. I think Ouija boards are very, very real and they're a very real connection to the other side. I think they're just not taken seriously enough for my personal liking. Um, 
And I think a lot of times they're marketed as like a children's toy. Like I kid you not, I've seen them in the toy aisle at Target. Don't buy your children Ouija boards. Or, you know, buy your children Ouija boards and then write in and tell us about how your house now has a demon and you had to burn it down. Your house has a demon. Call the fire department. Burn your house down. Call the fire department. Don't call a priest. Call the fire department. Yeah, don't call a priest. Don't waste the priest time. Just burn the house the fuck down. Did you not see Annabelle? Annabelle killed the fuck out of that priest. I... No, I didn't see him. Oh yeah, the Annabelle, not the not the um first one. Well, the first time Annabelle makes an appearance is in The Conjuring. Then there's the Annabelle, um, the first Annabelle movie with the mom and her baby, and it's like her second creation story, like how Annabelle comes back, even though there's Annabelle creation, which kind of contradicts the original Annabelle movie. But I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm not watching it. Yes, you are. No. We are in 2019. The answer is no. Do it for the vine. No. Mm. Rude. But anyway, um, yeah, no. Annabelle like literally kills a priest in the movie. So don't waste the priest time. Don't 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 lose his life like that. Just call the fire department. Burn your house down. Controlled burn. Forget the controlled burn. Go Chicago fire on this. Don't waste your time. Manhattan black out the whole you town. You cannot burn down the entire block. Yes, the fuck you can. No, you can't. You gotta make sure that shit doesn't spread. Who won't believe you? They never do. I don't give a fuck. Sit my ass in prison. Okay. I'm just saying. It works. But <laughs> either way, I think I've babbled for like 20 minutes about Ouija boards. The, the moral of the story is Ouija boards are um, not that great. And... While, yes, they are very viable options for speaking to the other side, don't use them in a cemetery because that's just a no good, very bad idea. And um, do familiar, familiarize yourself with the rules. Because there's a lot of them. Like, that was the other thing. Like, we literally made sure, like, all of us that participated in it, we all knew every single rule physically possible. Um, but other than that, yeah. I can't think of anything else. Um, those were our listener stories for our Halloween special. I'm sorry, you guys. This is a shorter episode than usual, but we wanted to give you guys your own little time to shine um, because you guys are so important to us. The fact that you guys take the time to listen to us every week uh, really does mean a lot to us. And we don't want you guys to think that, you know, any one of you are not counted. Trust me, every time our listener count goes up by one, I freak out. Um, and I have to listen to it. Yes, she does every time. Um, and then that's also why we're doing the giveaway. So make sure you go ahead and like that giveaway post and, um, go ahead and leave us a review, tag your friends for an extra entry and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, join the Facebook group if you like, or if you don't like, don't join it, but whatever you want to do, hopefully that means joining it. And if you don't want some spookies in your life and you want a break, come check out Postcard Bound. And that's all of our travel stuff, so we'll be posting about Missouri and Silver Dollar City soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's so much stuff. Oh There's a lot. <laughs> the cinnamon bread. Oh, my gosh. If you've ever been, side note, if you've ever been to Silver Dollar City or Dolly World, um, the cinnamon bread. That's all. Delicious stuff. Oh, it's amazing. But anyway, that's it for our Halloween episode, you guys. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Listen if you dare. Bye. I never told you about the Ouija board story, really? No.